subreddit and talk about that topic for about an hour i'm matt heron it's a me mario and i'm louisa heron i'm luigi heron <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah Wait, the mario brothers get... that that mario and luigi <laughs> yep Ma- Ma- matt mario and luigi heron <laughs> we've done it <laughs> that's why those wing that's why he had those wing caps because it's like dressing up like a bird like herons mm-hmm. yes Sure, Maybe. Yoshi has wings sometimes. That's this is yeah. this is almost something. Yoshi is is pretty much a river bird. He's got that long neck. Mm-hmm. He looks he looks like an egret or something for sure, except green. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. His <laughs> impressive beak. <laughs> well, like, were there ever dinosaurs shaped like that? Because we have like herons and egrets are shaped like that with the weird fat little body and then the long weird neck and then the big bulbous head but like i don't think dinosaurs did that i think they did Raptors i think they are kind of that shape they must have Not because really. like that's where birds come from that's why birds well, yeah. are i'm saying that the birds are like a refined version of like raptors are probably the closest but they had those big beefy necks like their heads were a continuation of the taper coming off of their torso. Mm. They didn't have weird tentacle necks. They don't have huge heads. No, they don't have huge heads, but I think, like, those weird tentacle necks that water birds have is the closest (laughs) thing to a Yoshi that we have in real life. He's like a Brachiosaur and a T-Rex combined. I mean, but tiny also. Yeah, that's true. He's tiny enough for a normal-sized... Well, wait, who knows what, what wait, size Mario yeah. is. Do we know <laughs> that Mario is not a giant? He's canonically 5 he's like foot 11. He cannot yeah. be. That's crazy. He's like 3 feet tall. Uh, uh, what if he's 3,000 feet tall and <laughs> the scale of the Mario universe is just different? I think that oh, the upsetting... Dis- uh, what is it? Mm, the disagreement, I guess? That's not the word I was looking for, but it works. The upsetting difference between Mario's height and the height of the normal people in Super Mario Odyssey is... mm, It's throwing the whole Nintendo fandom into a huff. Yeah. I don't like it. They never should have put him in the real world. That's nonsense. It's not even the real world. It just doesn't make sense why he wouldn't... Why wouldn't he... Why wouldn't they just put him in a world with other people that are the same cartoony shape he is? Yeah, yeah, they put him into, like, the Donkey Kong arcade world, but we never thought about there being other people besides Mario and Pauline. And are they implying that the Mario that was in the Donkey Kong arcade world was shaped like a normal man, and then <laughs> this Mario that was raised by Yoshi's is somehow a weird, like, mutant offspring? No, because if you look at him in the Mario arcade game, he's half the height of Pauline, who is the same si- uh, size as all these normal humans in Mario Odyssey, because she's the mayor of normal human city. 
<laughs> but creepy. when you say normal, when you say normal humans, though, if if Mario is five foot eleven, then these normal humans are sixteen feet tall. Yeah, I guess the normal humans either have to be gigantic, or Nintendo lied to us, and Mario actually is extremely little. Now, I seem to remember from the original Donkey Kong lore that Pauline is supposed to be Mario's niece, and it wasn't ever explained who her parents were. What? No. It's his girlfriend. I'm gonna look this up. I know I'm not allowed to, but uh, I am yeah, pretty don't. goddamn You're sure. You're not allowed to do it. You gotta <laughs> argue your case without facts. That's how this, game, this show works. That would works. be that she's well, Luigi's daughter. Yeah, I know. That's what people have said. Like, boy, that's weird. And... Yeah, then people are like, oh, you know, his girlfriend from Donkey Kong. I'm like, no, it's supposed to be his niece. Don't say it's his girlfriend. That's gross. I know they so, they changed it. Well, they've continued that series in uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, uh, the series of, like, puzzle platformers, and she's in those games, and she's definitely not his niece, because they, like, Betty booped her up a lot. I mean, well, I know that look, the Mario there's universe nothing that says she can't be over. sexy and be his niece at the same time. Uh, the law... No, it, it's illegal, actually. She, she can't be sexy to him, but she can be sexy to you, the player, which she clearly is, Jeff. That's what you're saying, right? I'm just acknowledging a clear design choice made by the people who drew that character. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that it's not like there's a scene where Mario and Pauline fuck in the game, right? I, not in the game that, you've played. <laughs> If there is a game like that, someone please send me a link, I because obviously... Maybe you could find a ROM hack for you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, like, what I'm saying is, I don't think Mario and Pauline engage... I don't think Mario and anyone engages in anything that would be considered even immoral to do between family members, right? <laughs> I, no. I don't think Mario has ever sinned. <laughs> yeah, like, the worst we've ever seen him do is kiss someone on the cheek. Like... Right? I don't think he's ever even lip kissed anyone. I don't in this think he, has he. I don't no. think he does the kiss. I think Peach kisses him on the nose at the end of Mario sixty four, and that's it. And I now, think remember Peach used to be called Princess Toadstool, and they're yes. all they live in the Mushroom Kingdom. I think all of those people reproduce by spores. Mm, yeah, probably. Now, is it is that is the kiss on the nose more sexual than jumping on somebody's egg that's flying towards you and then smashing it into the ground? Because that is a weirdly sexual relationship as well, Wait, between Mario and Birdo? Is that yes. what you Yes. <laughs> I think that we can all agree that out of all the characters that Nintendo includes in their spin-off party games, Birdo is the one that they have sexualized the most. Agreed, yes. We've talked about Birdo too many times in this podcast. <laughs> no, but here's what I'm saying do you think that birdo is like intentionally an inversion of uh gender stereotypes where in real life uh men shoot their genetic material at (laughs) eggs and instead this is a a transgender person shooting their eggs at a man i have (laughs) no i don't think that's a good metaphor for anything i have no idea (laughs) about the official gender status of birdo anymore because mm, Japanese artists aren't particularly knowledgeable, and it, it comes across as not progressive, so I think Nintendo has just avoided that from now on. Uh, I think that they were like, what if this dinosaur dinosaur spat eggs at you, and that's how they made Bruno. Yeah. Well, I understand that, but obviously the only thing that's fun about interpreting game lore is trying to make sense of the 
like dumb and probably cocaine fueled decisions of programmers in the eighties, right? And the yeah, they <laughs> use those original Nintendo cards to cut their lines of cocaine. What are you talking about? And the, ma- well, I the don't manual know what drug writers. was fueling them. I don't know what drug was fueling them, but they made choices that could not have been made by a sober person. Well, Nintendo of America definitely was like, okay, here's a pound of cocaine, and then we're going to play this video game and try and figure out what it's about, so we can write the story in the manual. That's definitely how all of those manuals were written. That's how we got T. Yoshi Munchakupas as Yoshi's official name. Mm, I don't like it. (laughs) I mean, that I feel like is just some cutesy bullshit. The idea of being like, okay, Mario exists in this world where there are these toadstool men and he's fighting against giant turtles. What's the thing that he would ride? Uh, a dinosaur. Like, whoever made that call is fucking insane. Yeah, that was Shigeru Miyamoto. He wanted to do that in Super Mario Brothers, but they were like, um, our machine can't do that yet. So he just has to jump on stuff. Yeah, like, what... Okay, there se- it seems like at every stage in the development of the the world of the Super Mario Brothers franchise, somebody had to make a call, and they were asked, like, okay, so obviously Mario should get his power- Mario has always gotten his powers from, like, eating plants. So in this next game, what do you think should be the method of him getting powers? Should he be, like, farming vegetables? Should he be picking, you know, flowers off of things? No, magic hats! Like, what are you doing? You, you're you not even trying to continue the, the plot that you've been working on. Hmm. You're just making up shit. There's no what? continuity in the Mario-verse, is there? Not really, no. Well, okay, is this already a very popular fandom plan because, or, uh, like, an interpretation? Because if not, I'd like to be the first person to, to advance this theory. Okay, tell us so, how Mario was dead all along. Go ahead. No, well, okay. You, have He's you always heard... wearing red, right? We already have you, know. <laughs> have you heard the theory that um, Luigi is, uh, is what's the princess from Super Mario Galaxy? Rosalina. Mm-hmm. Rosalina's oh. dad, right? Yeah, Luigi is Rosalina's dad. Have you heard that theory? No. Yeah, okay. I, I'm aware of this. So basically, there's a theory you see through the course of Super Mario Galaxy, Rosalina's memories uh, of, like, her dad, and it looks kind of like Mario, but you only see him in silhouette. And then at the end, you find out, like, she explicitly says Mario isn't her dad. Uh, Mm -hmm. So then you're like, well, the only other dude in this universe that looks like Mario, unless it's Waluigi, (laughs) has got to be Luigi. Um, So anyway. So Rosalina and Pauline are twins then? Okay. No, well, maybe. Uh, it's unclear. But, so this next game, this Super Mario Odyssey, is about a wedding. What if the wedding is um, is Luigi and uh, Daisy, Daisy getting married? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, w- the main theory went that it was Luigi and Peach had Rosalina, uh, because they're both left-handed. And so is Rosalina. Yeah, okay. But why Peach and not... Did, did Rosalina say that Peach was her mom at any point? No. The, all of the parentage stuff is completely speculation based on clues. She's probably just not related to anyone. They were probably just like, hmm, what if Peach but in space? Yeah, I'm sure. But, like, I don't know. I think that uh, this wedding... It, everyone's assuming this wedding is, like, Bowser and Peach trying to get married. 
What if it's just Bowser kidnaps Peach during the ceremony of Luigi's wedding? <laughs> yeah, they're all <laughs> they all just they, now. <laughs> they invited Bowser to the wedding to like mend to yeah fix things and <laughs> and he's, he's like hey, oh I can't control myself I'm gonna have to kidnap her I have hey, to listen. <laughs> he hey, relaxes listen, I'm. I'm obviously in the very early stages of thinking about planning a wedding right now, and I'm thinking about who I want to invite, and there's definitely a few people that I'm like, this person is cool, but I know they have beef with other people I'm inviting. If they get drunk, are they going to go crazy and kidnap Princess Peach? (laughs) I think that Bowser and Mario are getting married at the wedding. (laughs) That would be so good! And then their son is... Mario and Luigi are getting... While Luigi are getting married, because they're not related, right? They've said Uh, they're not brothers. I don't know if they've said it. They've implied it. No, they definitely... They they aren't related. They did in the... um, the instruction booklet for Super Mario Tennis. It said that <laughs> Waluigi recruit or no, Wario recruited Waluigi to his like team, so they hadn't met before, and he just like put out a, a ad. He yeah. already had I the want outfit. Who's sh- yeah, I want someone who's real shitty and willing to wear this dumb overalls outfit. And yeah. because Wario's very stupid, the best he could come up with for a name was Waluigi. His yeah. actual name is, like, Steve or something, but he's like, no, you're Waluigi now, because I'm War- Mario. It's like, lo- um, the, uh, uh, Ramones, where they're not really brothers, but they just say they are. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Has anyone ever drawn the parallel between Waluigi and Wario with, um, the, the characters from The Big Lebowski, uh, John Goodman and, uh, Steve what's Buscemi? his face? Oh, Steve good. Buscemi. Not Steve yeah, Buscemi. Pretty good. Aren't you thinking yeah, of uh, well? Aren't you thinking of John Turturro because he wears that purple jumpsuit? Yeah. No, I mean uh. that's. But they don't really interact. I'm thinking okay. about like, I'm just thinking about like Wario being a big dumb bully, and then Waluigi just being like, "Okay, whatever you say, Wario. Like, <laughs> I'll, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, that's fine." I don't think that's Waluigi's attitude. He's far more of a John Turturro licking that bowling ball. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> What if okay. what if, if Wario anyone... is Mario and Bowser's son? That's all I've wanted to say for the past five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I can see that. Did he, did he travel? Okay, wait. And then and then they make a game where you play as Rosalina in the future, trying to find a way to travel back in time, and the enemy is Wario, and he follows you back in time, but he travels further back in time, just like in. Um, What's it called? Star Trek, the first Star Trek reboot where they're trying to catch Spock oh, yeah. and they go further back. That's exactly what happened. He traveled further back in time and then he was like, well, I want to destroy Mario, but I want to wait until Rosalina can, or, uh, yeah, Rosalina can watch. So I'm just going to collect a bunch of coins so that I have the infrastructure necessary and start WarioWare Incorporated so that I have the machinery I need to destroy Mario. That explains why he's so huge in his first appearance, because people in the future are bigger from there being less gravity. <laughs> and that, and so what? why he needs so much gold is because it's so dense, and he's eating the gold so that it will condense him down into a smaller size. Uh-huh. Is that makes, how that works? Makes perfect sense. If you think yep. about it for even half a second... So anyway, that's our very popular fan theory of the plotline of Super Mario Brothers, and it's going to be an internet sensation. Oh boy, for sure. twenty minutes on that, huh? What did you do online, Matt? 
Uh, okay, so what did I do online? I had a thing... Boo! Prepared. Burn him! He's evil! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here's what I did online. Um, so this week I decided to get myself one of those uh, fruit infuser water bottles. Have you guys seen these things? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so I, like, went on a researching kick to find out if, like, they will secretly poison you over time like so many products do. Uh, and they don't. So I got one. And it's actually pretty great. Like, usually I get into these fads and then I get over them immediately. And I might still do that with this because it's only been a week. But uh, it just makes it so that all the water that I have to drink is not as disgusting as it as water is. Hmm. Is this the right? one where you put in your own fruits or is it like a pre-flavored <clears throat> thing? No, you put in your own fruit. So the idea is, like, it's a water bottle, but in the lid of it, there's a little cage. Oh, and okay. you can just cut up little pieces of, like, I've done lime and strawberry. And you put it in there, and it filters out all the pulp, but it gives that, like, flavor of it. And, I mean, it's not a super flavorful thing, but it's enough to make you forget for a moment that you're drinking water. Mm, that sound pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. And at the worst case, I spent $7 and got a week's worth of not drinking soda out of it, so I feel like I, I'm beating the system, right? Yeah. It feels like to really get into that sort of thing, you have to be the kind of person who thinks that fruit is nature's candy. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, what the, the problem with it is that everyone I've ever seen drinking out of these infusers are the kind of people who walk around and they're just like, yeah, no, I don't eat any meals. I just drink this water with lemons floating in it. And, like, it makes... Yeah, that's all you need. The idea that you need to eat food is a lie made up by the government or Yeah, whatever. we saw those people on the fasting Reddit a little while ago. Oh, yeah, yes, that was an episode exactly. we did. I forgot about that. But, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So I'm hiding it right now. Like, no one has ever seen me drink out of it except for Jen. And mm -hmm. I may never let anyone see me drink out of it, but... It does make me feel better about drinking water while I'm at home, secret and safe. That's good. I stopped eating too much after our fasting episode. I was like, oh, uh, there's a middle ground here, because I eat way too much food, and these people don't eat any food. What if I, like, only ate when I was hungry? So that's what I've been doing now. That's a good strategy. <laughs> Instead of, like, eating when I'm bored, or when there's something in the fridge that I really want to eat. <laughs> I keep on yeah. having the problem... When I work from home, I have the problem of, like, lunch is so easy to acquire that I never bother to do it, and then it'll be, like, 4 p.m., and I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't eat, I didn't think to eat lunch. Like, I assumed I already ate it. From, yeah, there, there's nothing to stop me from just going and getting lunch at 10 a.m., <laughs> and so I'm just like, eh, I'll just keep putting it off, and then I keep putting it off, and I'm like, well, now I don't want to go through all the trouble of getting lunch, it's... It's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm about to eat dinner, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have the problem where when I bake something, of course, it doesn't have preservatives in it because I, I made it myself. And uh, so as it's sitting there, every time I'm done eating a meal, I'm like, mm, I should eat some of those cookies because they'll be better now than at any point in the future. But I'm not hungry. So then it's like, do I make myself eat these just because <laughs> they're better now than they will be? That's one of those psychotic things that you go through where, like, if you have to talk yourself into eating junk food, <laughs> yeah. just throw it in the garbage. You're not... And I have this... I've done this in the past, and people have been like, it makes me sad to waste food. But you're still wasting it. If you're sh if you're not enjoying it at all, and it's har harming your body, but you still force yourself to eat it, 
How is that not a waste of food also? Mm, yeah. Because it's a good hurt. <laughs> what yeah, does that I even can't mean? stop doing it is the problem. <laughs> I still well, won't have a cookie. I'm not just gonna I mean, like not eat cake. What? I no, I understand the not being able to stop eating a food because you want it or you'll enjoy the flavor of it in your mouth mm-hmm. or whatever. What I'm saying is that there are people in the world who I've known, who we've all known, who will be like uh, I don't really want to eat this cake, but I have to eat it so it doesn't go to waste. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just throw it away. <laughs> it doesn't it, like yeah. it's it's already going to waste if you're forcing yourself to eat it. So just don't. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that means Jeff is one of these people. <laughs> I, it's never that I'm not enjoying it. It's just like. Well, at any given moment, obviously I shouldn't eat cake. Yes. But here's what I'm saying. If you want to eat cake, eat cake. Oh, I always do. If I want, if I ate cake any time I wanted to eat cake, I'd be dead already. (laughs) Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying don't force yourself to eat cake in a moment where you wouldn't normally want to eat cake just because otherwise it will go to waste. That's crazy. That will never be a problem for me. Don't worry. (laughs) I've just determined that I need to eat smaller meals, portion control, so that then I have room for cake. (laughs) Yeah, so that you feel feel that desire to eat cake. See, but that way it still works out for you, because then at least you're not eating as much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, What did any of you do online? (laughs) Jeff, I would contest with you that I have seen you in moments when you wouldn't want to eat cake, such as when you were on the verge of vomiting after eating all of those super hot uh, spicy wings. Oh that yeah, time we went out and got spicy wings. I probably wouldn't have like... eaten cake after that, but I did enjoy <laughs> those wanted... wings. You looked like you wanted to eat cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so all you need to do is—I mean, I think that's actually a weight loss technique, right? Of just eating very spicy things because so you yeah. don't eat as much. Yeah, and that kind of works for me because I'll eat and I'll be like, well, I, I like I really don't want to eat anymore at this point. My mouth hurts. But then I will be hungry again in half an hour because my body's like, oh, wait a minute. There wasn't that much food. Yeah, that's why I can't get into quinoa. People are always like, oh, quinoa is a great replacement for pasta and it doesn't have like as much calories because it's not a carbohydrate. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't have as much ca- calories because it's not a carbohydrate. So <laughs> it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's good, but it's like it's good with ratatouille or something that's already like kind of light. Mm-hmm. Even then, it just doesn't you're out of it doesn't power your body for very long yeah you have to eat a lot of if it's for the most part vegetables or like the grains that aren't bad for you you just have to eat a lot a lot of them so much of them to make them work make your body go i honestly think that's why i don't eat so well is just because if i wanted to eat as well as i think i probably should my entire fridge would have to be packed front to back top to bottom with like Leaves, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I would just have to just force myself to eat them constantly. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Every diet program you go on, it'll be like, "Oh, leafy green vegetables—they don't count." It's because they're so low in calories, and you're not going to eat enough of them that it's just like there's no point in counting them against your calorie count at all. Just eat like four heads of cabbage a day, in addition <laughs> to the other food, and maybe it'll be a little better. Except my point is though that. It takes up so much space yeah. to get the amount of food you need to make yourself full. 
like a full meal of just spinach is like seven pounds of spinach. <laughs> yeah. All right, Louisa, yeah. what did you do online? Um, I've been looking up a lot of medieval recipes lately for uh, a blog post about Game of Thrones type food. And I made a medieval sauce based on a recipe, and it was so bad <laughs> that I did not eat it. <laughs> and uh, I will not be putting that in the recipe. Was it made out of raisins? For some reason, that's what I'm picturing. No, it was strange. It had a bunch of spices, dried spices. Uh, its base was red wine vinegar and breadcrumbs, which a lot of medieval sauces are, were thickened with breadcrumbs, because you can't really control the heat of, like, mm-hmm. a fire or a stove of the time, so you can't yeah. really, like, temper it properly to make, like, a, a sauce like we think of sauces. Right, like but a roux or whatever. Yeah, but what I didn't know was, if you put breadcrumbs into a sauce, and you're supposed to let it sit a little bit and then stir it up, it doesn't just <laughs> thicken it. <laughs> it turns it to bread. You're just making <laughs> bread at that point. <laughs> yeah. It makes it very viscous and sticky in a way that... When I say this, you're not, never going to want to try this either. It's very much like saliva. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I, uh, that wouldn't stop me from trying it. <laughs> I yeah, I did it... try it, but I'm like, huh, you know what? I can't get over the fact that this looks like, you know, like a saliva with ingredients in it. <laughs> That's why I can't eat okra, because yeah. it releases that weird slime that makes it look like somebody's already chewed it for a while. <laughs> yeah. So that was very surprising. Of all the textures that I could come up with for vinegar plus breadcrumbs, that was not one of them. But, uh, yeah, pretty bad. I huh. expected it to be, like, raisins, honey, and chicken broth. And mm-hmm. you that just boil like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I ended up make just that next taking... time. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up just taking all the chicken drippings, the hen drippings, and mixing them with uh, chicken stock and a little bit of balsamic vinegar and herbs, and that was good. Which is what I kind yeah. of do anyway. I was trying to branch out, but uh, it didn't work so good this time. Yeah, I mean, if you combine honey with any spice and any fat, you've got a pretty good uh, sauce going. Yeah, true. Uh, so. so that was pretty good. I, yeah, I so, learned something. So what did you do with this uh, sauce when you deci- decided it was inedible? Uh, I only made a half portion because I was like, I'm not so sure about this. So it was only about half a cup, and it went right down the drain. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, do you think that you could have made it edible by m- tweaking the recipe? I think it, it could work. I mean, breadcrumb-thickened sauces could be a thing, right? I don't know now. Like, I would have thought yes, but now that it, it comes out with that texture, I don't know what I could do that would not give it that texture. And I don't really want to use techniques that I know would make a good sauce that are sort of, like, anachronistic techniques. So yeah. I'm kind of at a, uh, I don't know, a stopping point here. Couldn't. Couldn't you lean into the the gooiness of it and just put Whoa. like molasses or something in there? Yeah, make it I guess gooier. So. I did think about putting honey in it, but it was nicely uh, like sharp, and it had a lot of cinnamon, so it was nicely cinnamony. I think it, I think you should just put molasses in it and then form it into little patties and bake it, and then it would be a delicious cookie. <laughs> yeah, a delicious red wine vinegar cookie. <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. Listen, I don't I did know. not put that much breadcrumbs in it. It was still a sauce. It wasn't like a <laughs> cake batter or anything. Well, maybe yeah, that, that was attitude. the problem. <laughs> maybe you needed to put in more breadcrumbs and then it would have been delicious. Okay. Uh, duly <clears throat> noted. 
Yeah, why don't you just soak a loaf of bread in vinegar? <laughs> yeah, that's Oh, wait, that sounds good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, makes hoagies really good when you get the oil and vinegar. Oh, that's true. Oh, mm. Or, yeah. like, pickles on a regular sandwich. No. Yeah, oil and vinegar is the best thing to put on a sandwich, for sure. Here's my thing. I get oil and vinegar and mayo on there. Am I a monster? Yes. Yeah, that is Oil weird. and mayo, what are you saying? <laughs> well, I mean, you can. It's just, it's weird, but I allow it. You are welcome to do it. <laughs> I do. I say no. <laughs> I, like, if their everything is oil, vinegar, lettuce, tomato, onion, I'm like, also, please put mayo and pickles and salt, pepper, oregano on there. Do you also have, like, a mustard or some other dressing? Because that's too much. That is too sloppy a boy. No, I don't. Uh, Although at um, Tasty Sub in Edison, New Jersey, I do get the, like, hot pepper spread on there. That That ends up being a little sloppy, but it's really good. That uh, that pepper spread is so good, but man, it really makes your stomach hurt after you eat your sub. <laughs> Especially because I usually order a whole at Tasty Sub, which is a upsetting amount of food. It's too much food. Es- especially if you order a whole tuna from Tasty Sub, oh. which is their best sandwich. The that tuna salad they make is fucking amazing. Um, but man, you eat a whole one of those, and you just wish that you someone would club you to death. <laughs> Here's my foul secret. I would always get the um, the tuna at um, Hoagie Night at the dining hall in college, um, mm-hmm. which seems food safety dangerous, but it yeah. was so good. <laughs> tuna salad is a delicious thing to eat even between bread. Yeah, man, uh, people talk a lot of shit about the Subway tuna salad, and yeah, obviously, it is, it is just a bacteria trough, but, <laughs> like... I don't know, when I was in college and that was all I could afford, (laughs) I ate it. I'm not too proud. I'm not really a picky eater, I don't think, but I am very picky about pre-made salads that are in a place that gets scooped out, like pasta salad or egg salad or tuna salad. It's really disgusting to me. I love those things if I'm eating them at home or at someone's house. Here's the secret, though, Louisa. The more (laughs) disgusting something looks the more delicious they have to make it taste to make people still want to buy it. I uh, no, I think most people don't have good taste buds. Mm. Uh, tuna, salad, well, tuna salad and chicken salad I'm always nervous about because some places make them taste sweet, and that's mm. extremely bad. Eh. Or put celery in them, the worst thing. Maybe I am a picky eater because I hate celery. Yeah, you really are a picky eater about a lot of these types of things. <laughs> Celery's nothing, though. Ugh, I don't mind a little bit of celery it. in a tuna salad for crunch. It's hard Ugh. water. Ugh. It has a horrible taste to it, a celery taste. Yeah, mm. but you put celery salt in your soup. Don't act like you don't. I don't have any celery salt. How dare you? What? <laughs> what do you put in your soup? Celery? <laughs> I do put celery in and then scoop it oh! up. Like, I don't cut it up. Now who is a traitor to her own cause? <laughs> I guess me. Yes, you... <laughs> You like the taste of celery sometimes because soup without celery in it is just salty water. Mm, salty <laughs> well, water, though. It's part of the mirepoix. Like, you have to have the three parts of the triangle. You have to have the onion, the carrot, and the celery. Yes, because without celery, it just doesn't taste like soup. Louisa likes rules more than she hates celery. <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing, though. I love onions, so plenty of just onion is fine. But uh, if you just have onion and carrot, way too sweet. You need that celery. To ruin it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back Seriously, celery in, in soup is the only thing. Like, when you think about the taste of soup, it's probably the celery that you're thinking of, mm. though. That sounds like a pretty bad soup. <laughs> I don't know. Celery like, soup? I know you don't have celery salt, which is a crazy thing, because I feel like every kitchen should have celery salt. But whenever I open my celery salt and, like, get that whiff of it, it just smells like soup. It smells (laughs) like what I think soup smells like. Okay. Hmm. Right? That's a little weird. I don't think that's weird. Chicken and pasta and such. Yeah, soup mostly smells like chicken to me. I don't think it does. This is what I'm saying. Like... The smell of a roasting chicken isn't very similar. There's a there are certainly commonalities, but it isn't super similar to the no pun intended. It, yeah. it isn't super similar <laughs> to the smell of chicken soup, and the difference is the celery. Mm, I don't agree. They smell I'll have the to take your word for it. Herbs in there. I guarantee you. Let's do a smell taste test. What is there a word for that <laughs> smell test? That just sounds like like political jargon (laughs) doesn't pass my smell (laughs) test but let's do a smell test where you roast a chicken or you make chicken soup and i will sit blindfolded and tell you which one you're doing and i guarantee you i would get it a hundred percent of the time what (laughs) what's the benefit to me for doing this (laughs) uh you would be proven wrong (laughs) that's what you wanted right sounds like a lot of work (laughs) to have that Well, I guess I thought you were more of a scientist. (laughs) And I'm imagining you sitting at the dining room table, blindfolded, listening to me pour water into a pot and cheating and saying, yeah, yeah, this is soup. Uh, But I wouldn't put it past you to pour water into a pot as a false flag. (laughs) I stuff a roast chicken with celery stalks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) You do like to be right. I do. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff, what have you done online this week? Uh, so I went and looked through all of my PlayStation Plus things, uh, because I just received Matt's old PlayStation 4. Thank you again, Matt. Uh, and also because I remembered that I have a PlayStation Vita, uh, and so I went through and downloaded a bunch of things, and I've been playing Until Dawn for the PlayStation 4, uh, one of the only, uh like, major exclusives that's available for free, uh, with my subscription. And it's pretty good. Um, it's weird, though, because the production values are mostly bad, um, and the gameplay is not particularly interactive. It's, like, almost entirely adventure game pixel hunting or, um, quick time events. Um, this is the one that's, like, a dating game where you want to date vampires? Uh, right? uh, no, not even a little. This it's a horror game that's like uh teens in about a cabin vampires? in the woods. No vampires are present at all. Uh you're what are just... the what are the teens afraid of in this? Uh it's unclear at this point. You're shown sort of like flashes of maybe a killer, uh mm. and but And they want to date this killer? Yeah, you have to try Don't to date we the all killer. Date a killer? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder sometimes like People always write letters to killers in prison. Like, mm. how early does that start for those people? If that person was trying to kill you, would you be like, hmm, 
It looks pretty good, though. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, probably for some people, yeah. Uh, wait, that's uh, People always talk about how handsome Ted Bundy was. Is, I don't remember what yeah, he was like. The problem is that, didn't he have a weird, crazy beard when he was in prison? I don't know how long he was even in prison. Um, I th- yeah. Richard Ramirez only, is another one who's I handsome. The image I have of every serial killer is Charles Manson with that weird wispy beard that is <laughs> yeah. not attractive to anyone. I can't yeah. believe he's still alive. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got something inside of him that keeps him going. It's the devil, probably. And Satan's right? love, yeah. I did not yeah. learn until uh, maybe a year or two ago that his entire thing, his whole cult was based around preparing for uh race war that he prophesized mm-hmm. yeah his whole thing is pretty insane i remember was, the kid is he like, was the, oh, this crazy killer who's in jail but you didn't hear about like how he just wanted to be friends with celebrities and then <laughs> no one wanted to be friends with him so he started a murder cult yeah essentially. he made friends he, with that one beach boy <laughs> mm-hmm. he was the original doomsday prepper if you think about it you guys yeah he, except... he tried to create a doomsday <laughs> I mean, he tried to create a doomsday because he was prepping for it. He I was... think all doomsday preppers are going to get there. Mm-hmm. The doomsday like, he fuck, was... I've had these. I've had this bunker full of MREs for six years. So I'm going to yeah. start firing my gun randomly into the air. Yeah. The doomsday he was yeah. prepping for was that black people would be near him. So <laughs> The doomsday he was prepping for was his own. It was the friends he, we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the doomsday was inside him all along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that sounds like a really bad Superman storyline. Yeah, probably. Or a really sexy Superman storyline. <laughs> How Did so? They... Can you explain? Uh, doomsday, the character being be inside Superman, obviously. <laughs> Are they both the same uh, universe? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Doomsday, doomsday killed, killed Superman. Superman. That's why he was invented. Okay. But we well, don't know works. for sure that he didn't kill him with erotic techniques. <laughs> Consensual erotic techniques. What if you were, like, doing kinky things with Superman, you're like, guess what? I'm gonna, like, uh, uh, tie this rope around your neck and you're Superman, so it'll be fine. But then you accidentally kill Superman that way? <laughs> what if... Okay, two things I want to talk about right He's now. He's weak to being choked. That's his only weakness besides kryptonite. One. Is you can choke well, him to death extremely easily. Listen, Superman... Super, we all know that Superman ages much slower than normal humans, which means that he would be still alive, like, well after all of the people he loves are dead. Yep. And so, he's gonna get bored with vanilla sex at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, he needs to get, uh, like, a crypto- uh, kryptonite-infused rope so that he can practice autoerotic asphyxiation, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. So then he hangs himself in his closet while jerking off, <laughs> and there we go. Oh, man, the Death uh, of Superman Tuesday. remake is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, what? how weird would it be if you were, like, dating Superman, and then you were like, let's get into some light bondage play, and mm-hmm. Clark Kent is like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's what I'm And saying. you're like, you've got your paddle that says slut on it in rhinestones, and you spank him, and it shatters into pieces. <laughs> like, hold on, we have to use mine, and he hands you, like, a glowing green radioactive paddle. <laughs> 
He's like, here, use these handcuffs, and they're like, each one is attached to a battleship. (laughs) (sighs) Dumb. No, I like my idea more that you, uh, you as a kinkster, are like, wow, this person, I can do anything to them, and I don't have to worry about safety, and then you accidentally kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's what kinksters are really hoping for? No. Like, oh, I want somebody I can really fuck up, but they won't die. (laughs) I think that that's true. I think that if you are into causing pain, then Superman would be an ideal partner. I think that uh, probably that's what Hollywood assumes that kink is about, is, like, harming people and enjoying harming people, right? Mm. I mean, I think Hollywood probably thinks that, but I think that's true for some people, too. Yeah. I I think those are the people who are bad at being kinky, though, right? Isn't that the thing? Well, I mean, think about it. There were those guys in Germany, the guy who had the fetish about uh, eating somebody, a cannibal fetish, and the guy who had the fetish about being eaten, so they, like cut that guy's hand off or something and the other guy ate it and they both got in trouble like some people do have kinks that are the worst thing you can think of yep it was his dick (laughs) it wasn't i don't think it was there i i listened to a story on i guess it was probably risk storytelling podcast uh about this um woman who worked as a dominatrix and escort and one of her repeat clients was someone who had a castration fetish and so she would like numb him and fake it and he really 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 liked this a lot Mm -hmm. is there a point one day where he goes out and actually does it maybe uh when she hired when he hired her he was like do it for real and she faked it and he was still like that was the best (laughs) <laughs> Did she start out doing it with the, like, got your nose thing and having her thumb just tucked through uh-huh. her fist? He was really insulted, but the, he liked that, too. That was part of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is one of my favorite bits we've ever done on this show, I think. Uh, okay, let's get into these random subreddits. Please. Uh, Jeff, Jeff still hasn't posted his. Oh, but... did I not? Whoops. No. Uh, so I got... R slash Meta Teen Mom, which I think is Meta Teen Mom as opposed to Met a Teen Mom, which is what I originally thought it was. Yeah, I misread it as Meet a Teen Mom. Uh, Like it was AMA for Teen Moms. (laughs) Like like Teen Moms are going to be at your local mall? (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably, right? Uh, who else, so who else is, hangs out at the mall? What do we think this is about? Is it about the show, Teen Mom? Well, so the banner... Yes, I believe so, but the banner at the top of it says, Air Your Beefs About Teen Mom. Okay. So it's, I guess it's people complaining about the show Teen Mom? It's about... it's Instead of being just about the show, it is about the entire uh, fan community surrounding the show, I believe. So these are people who are so committed to the fandom of teen mom that they're willing to join a reddit but so hateful of the fandom of teen mom that they want to distance themselves from it yeah i mean i'm seeing posts in here about stuff happening with like prominent fans of teen mom so it's like it's Hmm. it's a lot so it becomes its own thing then i guess yeah man people can really form a community around any bullshit huh yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, we're members of communities that are at least as ludicrous as this one. Are we? I mean, I am a member of the ludicrous fan community. <laughs> well, yes. I, and I'm a member of the uh, community of 
people who are fans of Ludacris's fans. So we <laughs> talk about you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I got r slash uh, uh, um, yep. saints, which is not about the Bible characters, but is about the football team, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> the Bible characters, <laughs> Jeff? Are they Jeff. not in the Bible? <laughs> I mean, some of them are, but they, that's not the the point of it. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> the saint, saints are people who are guaranteed to be in heaven, and so... Like, oh yeah, I guess it's like a, more of a fanfiction thing that Catholicism did way after the Bible. Yeah, pretty much. To yeah, be like, like, hey, we're, we're in there too. Saints from a lot of Western Europe. Mm. People, dumb people living in dirt shacks were like, I need to pray to somebody to make me not get rickets. <laughs> and like, I feel like Jesus is busy with the whole ruling the universe thing. What do I do? And then the the, the Catholical guys were like, uh, sure, yeah, I that's guess. what they're called. The yeah, Catholical here's, guys. <laughs> here's the Saint of Saint Ricky of Ricketts. Catholical guys is my favorite Men at Work song. <laughs> yep. Catholical Cats was the, the worst song in the musical Cats, though. Uh, I don't oh. think it's possible to find a worst song in that musical. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, Louisa, what's your subreddit? Tell us, Mine please. is r slash bouldering, which is a complicated concept, but apparently it is climbing rocks, like you might expect, but on the sidebar, if we choose this one, we'll get into it. But there's a lot of talk about how it's not cliff climbing or it's, like, not using ropes. Like, all these things that it's not. So speaking of very specific communities, here's one about climbing boulders. Okay, so I'm going to throw out that we probably shouldn't do Meta Teen Mom because we were very angry at the people on the board last week, and I don't want to do two of those in a row. Yeah, I agree. I don't know enough about Teen Mom, except that it's something that makes me profoundly sad in an incredibly deep way, so I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, the people are simultaneously probably deserving of hate and also, like, so so depressed that they're willing to ruin their lives forever to be on television, so... Their punishment is their reward. Oh, I just noticed that the top bar is mostly, uh, actually entirely mugshots of Teen Moms from the TV show Teen Mom. Yeah, this one is a real bummer, huh? (laughs) Yeah, well, you're not gonna go on on a television show called Teen Mom unless you're so desperate to get attention that you're willing to also break the law, right? (laughs) I guess so. It's, It's one of those things, like, where you see people going on these dating TV shows and they're surprised that everyone else is an asshole. And it's like, well, who but an asshole would (laughs) go on a dating TV show, you know? Yeah, maybe look within yourself and see that you are also an asshole. (laughs) Well, I think that's good advice for everyone all the time. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so do we want to do Saints or do we want to do Bouldering? We haven't done a sports one in a while, but I also... Have we done a weird hobby one in a while? Mm, I don't remember. I mean, do snakes count as a weird hobby? (laughs) Mm, We get a lot of animal ones. I feel like the categories are sports team, town, animal, and weird hobby. I think fasting was a weird hobby one from two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was definitely... Yeah, fasting, bouldering, any kind of gerund. I think we should do saints. I, I realize we probably won't talk very much about the sports team, the Saints, but I do want to get more deep into the uh, 
the idea of saints in Catholicism. I agree because one of the main posts on the front pages of a really good looking sandwich. And I would just like to say, I think they prefer to be called Catholical guys. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Catholical I'm pretty sure. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I assume that the Catholical guys are the ones who are running Catholicism, right? Yeah, the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, what if we started a secret society called the Catholical guys? No one would ever believe you. Yeah, they'd be like, uh, that sounds made up. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, oh my god, everyone, I've just figured out that somebody, there's a secret group that's running all the banks and they're trying to destroy civilization. They're called the Catholical guys. And everyone would be like, uh, get out of here, Ashton Kutcher, with your prank show. Maybe that's what yeah. they tried to do with Illuminati, because that's a pretty dumb name. I wonder, though, it sounds like the kind of dumb where somebody thought it was very cool, like a band name, right? Oh man, there must be so many heavy metal bands called Illuminati. Yeah, and they must have, when they named the Illuminati, they must have gone through so many names, like uh, Sixpence None the Richer, no. Uh, Black Sabbath, of no. Mud. <laughs> Soundgarden, no. It doesn't really capture what we're about. <laughs> I mean, neither does Illuminati, to be fair. <laughs> no, they're the Illuminated people. They've yeah, they're the so yeah. illuminated that they want to run all the banks. Uh-huh. What? Why? Why is that the thing illuminated people would want to do? Um, well, I mean, Illuminati. If you is... felt like you were illuminated, you'd probably be like, you know what? Everyone should just step aside because I know how to do this, right? I feel like I feel like if you were illuminated, <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm just making a bad pun, but I genuinely think if you were going to join a group of people who are illuminated and that's their common trait, everyone should have lots of tattoos all over their bodies, right? Maybe they do. Uh, dun, dun, they, dun. they specifically Oh man, what don't... if Kat Von D is the leader of the Illuminati? Oh god. <laughs> they specifically don't because Illuminati conspiracy theories are just a uh, barely coded metaphor for anti Semitism. Yeah. Well, that means Kat Von D would fit right in. <laughs> is she oh, Jewish? Is she Jewish? Or is she no, an no. anti Semite? She's an anti Semite, yes. Oh okay. oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's wearing I mean, some I guess sexy it makes sense. Nazi costumes for some mm. stuff, and sort well, of not who's, apologized who's, or anything. Who's that woman who has a similar name who did that TV show about giving uh, losers tattoos? No, that was I her. Think that was her. Oh, was that her? Then who's mm-hmm. the one who's the like, uh, like pretending that she's a classy old time model, but really she just does porno? That's her too. Wait, no, are, you no, thinking, no. are you thinking of Dita Von Teese? Yes, Dita oh, Von Teese. Yes. She doesn't do porno. She just does burlesque dancing. That's a kind of that's porno. That's porno. <laughs> yes, of course that's, that's porno. That's porno okay. before we invented porno. <laughs> it's well, No, listen. Porno has existed since the dawn of time, and before people could draw boobs well, they just had to get naked in front yeah, of Yeah, before other. we had cameras, you had to like do a fun dance with your boobs out. Yep. So you're saying uh, all forms of nudity are now also porno? Yes, If absolutely. they're meant to titillate, absolutely they are. I think even if they're not meant to titillate, they're still porno. <laughs> well, uh, I hold would, on. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here's what I'm saying. I think that there is, uh, of all the body of porno that's out there, I would say 80% of it is not titillating to anyone. And so it still counts as porno, though. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, all nudity is porno, and I think we should start calling showers porno booths. 
<laughs> this is like a tree falls in the forest thing. If a tree is naked in the forest and no one's there to see it, is it really porno? Oh, I'd like to I... point out earlier, I got tisk tisked because I said some people who are into BDSM want to take it too far. And now you are saying anyone who's ever naked is pornography. Yes! Yep. Well, I I agree with uh, Matt's puritanical viewpoint here because I myself am a Catholical boy. <laughs> Catholical boys is so much better. Well, you're a Catholical boy until you reach the highest level of uh, illumination, and then you're a Catholical guy. No, you're a Catholical. You're a member of the Catholical boys until you reach the next level, and then you're Catholical boys with a Z, which makes it very confusing when they're telling people which room to go into. Can I have the Catholical boys in room A and the Catholical boys in room B, please? My favorite Smith's B side is Catholical boys. Uh, we've, I feel like we've really tapped that joke. Yeah, probably. I wanted to do it. Uh, anyway, let's talk about <laughs> these Catholic boys who play the football. Yep. Uh, is that, so wait, is that what we're doing? Yes, that's what we're doing. Yes. Uh, is there a sidebar? Not really. It's a pretty nice looking board. I mean, I know the Saints colors are gold and black, I guess. So everything yep. on this uh, board is gold and black. And the there's a city skyline of New Orleans with the uh, Superdome in the background for the logo. There's no Reddit alien. And uh, the sidebar seems to just be matchups of which football games will be happening when. Yep. Yeah, it looks like the Saints will be visiting the Browns and the Chargers in August. So, we've talked a little bit before on this board. I think back when we uh, got the Eagles and spent the whole time talking about um, animatronic bands, but <laughs> sure. we talked we talked briefly in that episode about the tendency of uh, sports teams to, over time, convert their cute animal mascots into, like, very bad middle school attempts at looking tough animal mascots. Mm-hmm. Um and I do appreciate that because the Saints mascot is a fleur-de-lis, there's really no option for that whatsoever. It's possibly the least tough-looking symbol well, in the world. I actually like this updated uh, one. Maybe it's updated? Uh, it's part of an ad that I'm seeing on my page, which I don't know if you guys see it, but it's a fleur-de-lis where the uh, top point of the fleur-de-lis is actually a football. Well, that's sense. cute. I, I don't see it, but I, I do like that. That's a good concept. Yeah. Man, how crazy would it be if you started a new football team and you called yourself, like, the New Jersey Footballs and your <laughs> your logo was a football? Sounds like a joke that would be like a Grand Theft Auto game. I really Haven't like it. Haven't we already made that joke when we talked about Mr. Matt for probably half an hour once? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Our uh, mascot's just going to be a baseball. <laughs> but that's a real thing. That's really what they have for Mr. Matt. But yeah. I'm saying... There's no football mascot that's just a football. Mm, not yet. Not yet. Whoa. <laughs> what if, okay, wait, what, here's another great million dollar idea here. What if we introduce the concept of nonpartisan mascots? So, like, there's a mascot for each team, and then you have a mascot that rushes out that's just, like, in favor of the sport in general. Ooh, 
or or a heel mascot that's like Wario, and then he comes out and everyone gets to boo him, and then your good yes. mascot beats him up. Yeah, like maybe the, the there's like a soccer he- ball headed man who rushes out onto the football field, and everyone's like boo, and he's like. I'm so European. My sport is so much more sophisticated than you. And people throw beer cans at him. And then football head comes out and shoots him. I feel like basketball teams do this when they have uh, the Toronto Raptors have that inflatable Raptor who eats a cheerleader. Is that cheerleader for the other team? I'm assuming so. Uh, I think that would be a bit aggressive. I feel like the other team would be like, we're not agreeing to this. Yeah, you would really need to get that cheerleader to buy in ahead of time. You could just get a uniform and have one of your cheerleaders, like, because they do have that dinosaur eat a cheerleader. Hold on, Jeff, you are onto some next level shit here, because now you're talking about sabotage cheerleaders, and I love it. I didn't the idea want to go that like, far. They the sneak idea their that, way into the squad and then really yes. fuck up the pyramid or whatever. Yeah, they try to everyone's do. like, okay, everyone. We're when we say B, you say aggressive B, and then that one cheerleader's like defensive. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, oh, she pulls God. off her mask and she was Waluigi the whole time. <laughs> you really want to tie this back into Wario and Waluigi? <laughs> they're just the best heels, aren't they? Like you love to hate them. Yeah, yeah they're really I good. Mean, <laughs> they are. You're right. You're not wrong. Besides the Macho Man Randy Savage, he's a pretty good heel, too. But, I mean, he's I never, basically just Wario. I never understand who is the bad... Like, I've had it told to me before that there are certain wrestlers who are, like, heels, like Louise is saying. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely kind of always thought that you were meant to hate all wrestlers, <laughs> and so I don't understand. Like, they all suck, right? Yeah. They're all uh, really shitty, annoying, like, the dumbest, somehow both jocks and nerds, and you just hate them. John Cena seems pretty nice, and he's one of the hero wrestlers. I have no basis to believe this, but I think he's probably an asshole. <laughs> he did that commercial I, about how you shouldn't be mean to gay people. That's good. I feel like <laughs> all nice wrestlers are, like, they're the heroes, and then people start to not like them so much, so then there's a fucking dumb telenovela plot twist, so then they're the bad guys after all, it turns out, and there's some good guy a, who's the hero. It's called a heel turn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if it's just, like... I mean, people who get into professional wrestling are just people who were, who wanted to be really beefy, but were so nerdy that they wanted to join the theater club as well, right? That was, <laughs> that's how you end up in professional wrestling. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you because so many of those wrestlers are so incredibly bad at doing any kind of improv. The simplest improv in the world were like, mm, I'm really mad at this guy and I'm going to beat him up on Sunday. They can't even handle that. That I don't think they're theater kids. Um, having been the president of the theater club in my <laughs> high school, I can say that no one was good at acting in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a high school musical situation where one of the jocks just has to do theater as, like, punishment or something. I didn't watch that movie. <laughs> no, except it's not that, because these jocks really desperately want to be in theater. They're just very bad at it. That's probably the actual plot of High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, probably. Also, aren't they all secretly gay, or is that just me hoping? Am I just... <laughs> Uh, wishing that Zac Efron was gay. There's no text uh, in the movies, I don't think. Uh, Disney's pretty heteronormative. 
Oh, I thought you were talking about the wrestlers all being gay. Oh, oh yeah, I probably. Mean... <laughs> Maybe. Not openly, because most of the people know. who like wrestling are, uh, like, crazy rednecks, so that probably wouldn't go well. I mean, I don't know, because I feel like most of the gay people that I've known have better fashion sense than wrestlers, right? <laughs> <clears throat> what is this, like, stand-up comedy routine from the 50s? <laughs> I don't... The 50s? I, I'm not even You're not allowed I... to say there's gay people in the 50s. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't mention that they're gay. You just say, my friends who have good fashion sense. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. <laughs> I, I often feel like, like for wrestling, when people say that the wrestlers are all probably gay, I, I maybe it's a bigoted thing to say, but I always think in my head, like, most of the gay people I know are smarter than this. Yeah, <laughs> like, they have more dignity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many... I, I don't know. I just don't yeah. see it. As, I think it's just that they are very dumb and like to lift weight. Well, I can agree with you that if you're a straight white man, it's probably easier to fail upwards <laughs> than uh, if you <laughs> are any type of minority. <laughs> That's definitely true. Um, did you guys read that article a few weeks ago? It might have been like a month or two ago. Uh, it was written by a formal, former NFL player who had been gay and in the closet throughout his entire career um, no. and had been planning to kill himself upon his retirement until uh, he finally like came out to the team... Uh, the team psychologist and then the general manager and then the general manager was like there have been a ton of gay people on this team hmm. no i haven't heard about that probably literally a ton because each of them weighs a lot <laughs> they of, do weigh a lot they're yeah they're heavy gentlemen it was a really good uh interesting article and i wish i could remember the name of the guy so i could recommend it to you what if i am allowed to just look up gay football guy no, because this is a co- podcast where we make jokes about things, and I don't want to make jokes about this man who had a very hard life and almost committed suicide. That seems like not a great comedy one. Also, I think you're going to get a lot of static on Google if you try to look up gay football guy. <laughs> no, there's there's a different guy who's apparently more prominent that uh, that is all, all of the results. Um, anyway, the real thing I wanted to do to talk about football was the third post on Hot is... Local po'boy place just posted this ad, and it has a picture of the most delicious-looking sandwich I've ever seen. Have you ever had a po'boy? I yeah. haven't, because I'm a little freaked out by fish, uh, like, sandwiches. There's, there are chicken po'boys. Oh, shrimp I thought po'boys it was, are real good. I thought it was mostly a, yeah, fish or shrimp thing. It mostly is, but it's really oh. any, it's any fried meat with, like... <clears throat> cream sauce on it yeah, like this a one bunch is of fried fr- chicken yeah yeah just a bunch of fried meat with cream sauce and hot sauce and cheese this goddamn sandwich is buttermilk fried chicken dressed with blue plate mayo melty cheddar crystal hot sauce and peppercorn sausage gravy and the picture of it looks insane i really want to eat this <laughs> It does sound good, but I hate when places that are, like, putting together a real food masterpiece are like, and we use this brand of mayonnaise. Like, nobody cares. Mm. Stop it. Stop that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a brand or a variety. I knew Crystal was. I should have uh, not pumped that brand. It's the same as every other hot sauce. Yeah, Crystal is a bad name for a hot sauce. I do not associate... The, the mental image of crystals with anything that is like a hot sauce. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's just one of those old companies, like from the 50s, where you would just name it something like that. 
It just seems like it would be real watery, right? When you think crystal, you think, oh, like crystal clear, which means that it won't have anything in it. <laughs> this is just corn syrup. This isn't <laughs> yeah. hot sauce at all. <laughs> yeah. Hot sauce is real watery. It's just vinegar and peppers. <laughs> Neither of those things is water. Yeah, but they're like, they're the consistency of water. <laughs> yeah. Crystal is a good hot sauce to cook with because it's not as vinegary as Tabasco, which is too strongly flavored for a lot of cooking. Like if you're going to yeah. make your own buffalo wing sauce, you're going to want something like Crystal. Yeah, I I would go I go with uh, Frank's Red Hot usually for a buffalo mm-hmm. sauce because it's what they That's used at the actual buffalo wings bar where they invented them. Do you think we should make a new drink, a new shot that's called the Crystal Clear that is Crystal Head Vodka with Crystal Hot Sauce in it? Oh, God. (laughs) The thing is, though, you'd call it the Crystal Clear, but it would not be a Crystal Clear drink. Yep. I had a shot. I had a shot with hot sauce in it once because I was at some sort of harry potter themed concert and... yes you and i had that together if oh I recall did we correctly. yeah i guess you were there um <laughs> yes it was fire just whiskey, whiskey shots it was whiskey with hot sauce in it i don't think that's what i don't think that's fire what fire whiskey. whiskey would taste like in the harry potter world <laughs> okay so like now is the part where we're gonna get a little crazy i didn't hate it <laughs> oh god it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing i've ever drunk for sure it made me would feel you... emotionally bad for several minutes <laughs> would you be able to do a much better and more magical looking fire whiskey if you just put a little bit of um uh what's that stuff called gold glitter gold yeah gold slogger and fireball just put those two together and it'll look like magic and taste like what you would think fire whiskey would taste like that's too much cinnamon, though. That's just cinnamon on top of cinnamon at that point. Mm, but I like Louise's idea of it having stuff floating in it. Maybe just a <laughs> Goldschlager and a normal whiskey, then. Yeah, I could get into that. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know that the effect of the Goldschlager would come across in a brown liquor. I think you'd get a little sparkle <laughs> if the light caught it. Maybe. What if you did, like, that unicorn shot from, or whatever, from Starbucks and just, like, <laughs> dumped ten pounds of glitter in there? <laughs> Yeah, yeah you do that. Mm-hmm. that would be really good. <laughs> Did we hear any news stories about people shitting themselves to death after drinking those? <laughs> no, oh, because no. it's not that much worse than the normal American diet, I don't think. <laughs> like, we mostly it was just, just eat sugar. It was just a 20-ounce cup filled with heavy cream and glitter, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't think it actually had any real milk in it at all. I think it was a dairy-free product. What?! Huh. I have have absolutely no interest in anything from Starbucks, so I've never tried any of their things, really. I Um, I haven't heard it was dairy-free, but then that means it must just be Crisco and sugar, right? (laughs) It's probably not dairy-free. That's probably incredibly wrong. Uh, It definitely didn't didn't have coffee in it. I'm pretty sure it was, like, very dairy. Like, it was just dairy. Yeah, there's a... You can get a vanilla, vanilla frappuccino which doesn't have any coffee or anything in it. I think that's the name of the one I'm thinking of, the specific variant. But it's Yeah, just... I had a strawberries and cream frappuccino yeah. once that was just a milkshake. Yeah, it is just a milkshake, but it's got like 1,500 calories or something if you get the medium size, which is so insane. I still yep. can't believe it's true, but it is. What's crazy is that it's a drink where... If you said, fill the cup up less and then fill up the gap with whipped cream, mm. you would be making the healthy choice. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll just have a cup of ranch dressing, <laughs> and it has less calories and uh, sugar for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting. Okay, I'm getting can you full stick a just... chicken wing in the top of it? What's that? I'm getting can full you... just listening to this. <laughs> yeah, eating, drinking that much dairy in one go is just a recipe for you feeling bad for the rest of the day. I don't know how people drink milk during the day because when I I drink a glass of milk it's because I'm going to immediately leap into bed or my coffin because I know that the next several hours I will feel like I want to die well I drink milk all the time so I don't know what you're talking about I had a big glass of milk with breakfast oh god what are you a baby (laughs) it's good I have such strong bones now hang on Louisa I don't want you to gloss over the question that Jeff just asked you are you a baby well yeah she's a giant baby are with you, really powerful bones are you an adult teen baby in a cosmic sense aren't we all babies <laughs> have you been watching 2001 true. A Space Odyssey again yeah I'm also an ape with a bone <laughs> a very I mean, strong that's bone that's not untrue <laughs> uh all right, well, if you guys liked this episode where we talked about the Saints so much, uh, please recommend us to your friends and rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we very much appreciate you listening. Um, we also, if you want to reach out to us, we love it when people send us emails to seeingreddit at gmail.com or uh, tweet at us uh, at seeingreddit on Twitter. Uh, we got some nice fan letters from uh, Riley Fay. And Catherine uh, over the past couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, it was very complimentary, and we very much appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. And if uh, at some point you sent us a fan letter and I forgot to thank you, I apologize. Send us one saying that that I missed it and also photoshopping a picture of Waluigi licking a bowling ball, and I will absolutely (laughs) call it out on the show. Yeah, we'll Uh, post that to our Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely a hundred percent if you photoshop waluigi licking a a bowling ball uh you will get mentioned on this show i guarantee it uh on our twitter feed we'd i'd like to thank uh gareth and tanner for uh uh, sorry gareth tanner and fake evan for thanking for congratulating me on my engagement from last week I, that's very sweet of you, uh, and for mentioning us in general, as well as Amanda, who said that we're one of her favorite podcasts. Thank, thank you, you very much, Amanda. Uh, so you yeah, listen and if to you more want... podcasts, but thank you. <laughs> but keep listening to ours, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, we need this, it. Um, this one shouldn't be your favorite, but it should be one that you listen to. Don't listen to Jeff. <laughs> Everything Jeff's saying is bad. <laughs> that's, that's good advice for life. Uh, all right, and if you want to reach out to me, I'm Matt, and you can reach me on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. Uh, I'm on Twitter at J3FK, Instagram JeffJK, WeaponizedLanguage.com for this show, and all the other goddamn podcasts I'm constantly making for whatever reason. Um, I just wanted to highlight that the top post of all time is, I forgot that the Saints did a Super Bowl good recently. Uh, and it's everyone celebrating uh, the amazing comeback, and it has 9,000 more upvotes than the second place of all time <laughs> post. Uh, right. I just wanted to do that because we always talk about the best of all time. Uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash fun times online. Don't tell the Nintendo police. <laughs> That's right. it. Okay. 
I want to say the thing I learned from the board. The most important thing to know about a football team is which team do they hate? <laughs> and apparently for the Saints, it is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, but who doesn't? <laughs> I think the Atlanta Falcons are a lot of teams hated team, though, right? <clears throat> yeah, well, locally, the Eagles and I think the Giants both really hate the Cowboys, so... Yep, because there are uh, division rivals for some reason there in the NFC East, despite being in a different time zone. It feels like all of these rivalries should be two-way, though, where it's like, oh, well, the Saints hate the Falcons and the Falcons hate the Saints, but Mm -hmm. so many people hate the Falcons that the Falcons, I don't think, have the opportunity to reciprocate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder, someone should make a chart. (laughs) About who hates what other team. Oh man, how sad would it be if you got if you filled out the whole chart and then there was one team that like just everyone hated them and they didn't hate anyone. <laughs> well the most baller move would be for a team to have a another team that absolutely hates them, but they hate a different team and they don't care. <laughs> like they don't care <laughs> that the, we don't care that the Saints hate us because we hate the Browns or whatever. I think that's kind of the Patriots. Everyone hates the Patriots, <laughs> but the Patriots are like, whatever, we are rich and white. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't they don't need to have any rivals because they're the best football team that has ever existed. <laughs> like, objectively speaking, they do so much better than every other team every year. Yeah, but they cheat all the time, right? Uh, that's the thing about them? They cheated that one time, but I don't know if any of their fans care about that at all. Well, mm, I certainly not. don't. And if you don't care about anything, Hold then on. you're still like, oh. I am on Twitter at Heronbird. I never got to say that. And, uh, yeah, that's all. Alright, so if you don't care about anything, uh, but you still <laughs> like to hear three dumbos talk about stuff for an hour, then I hope you'll come back next week and hear us do it again. Uh, But in the meantime, please don't forget to keep your pockets on track. Don't read those comments. episode where they had Dave Shumka on, because uh, he gets off some good burns on Jesse. You'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I will. I do like it whenever Dave zings somebody. <laughs> it, I don't think Paul F. Tompkins has ever been on Jordan Jesse Go, which is really strange. Yeah. I would love if I found out that Paul F. Tompkins secretly hates Jesse. That, in my I, mind, that's I how it is. I think he must. Yeah, he's, of course, very classy, and he would never say that, but I think maybe that's it. Oh, man, how great is that? <laughs> like... Because there's, he's been on every other LA podcast, and he is a regular guest on a Vancouver podcast. There's no reason for him to not be on Jordan Jesse Go, except that he secretly hates Jesse. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe he secretly hates Jordan. That's, That's impossible. <laughs> he's Jordan. he's so cuddly and good. He is delightful. Yes. <laughs>